Three Dogs North is an attempt to objectify the subjective with little violence as possible. The following has been torn from its origins in space and time and put entirely at your disposal. Three, two, one, go. And we're back. And we're live. <laughs> uh, when y'all look at your knobby things on the microphone, mm-hmm. how far to the extreme is it twisted? I'm right up the middle. Right. Yeah. Middle, man. Man, that's where mine was. Now you, now I'm an extremist. You're up all the way? It's not to 11, but it's up there. You can see your little sound waves that Zencaster is. Now you're equal to us. Okay, because mine, it still looks small, my little sound waves. Mm. But then when I get too close, y'all are like, whoa. Yeah. I think it's because I have this booming voice. And the mustache just adds a certain gravitas. Like, get that thing, you know, give us a little distance. (laughs) Mm. Should I explain the mustache? Sure, or briefly. Just... We'll just let it fly. Yeah, what's to explain? It's because I love it. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's all you need to say. There was a great. Um, I like these tiny desk concerts on uh, YouTube. NPR has a, a series of like acoustic shows that they film in their office. And um, you ever heard of them? Tiny desk concert. Mm-mm. Yeah, I think um, I saw one. Well, I'm drawing the Oh Hellos did one, didn't they? Oh Hellos have done two, I think. Um, yeah, so it's a I lot of a lot of kind of indie bands, but they also have Taylor Swift and Lizzo, and but they just have like unplugged sets. They basically do three, maybe four songs at the most with their band or solo. Um, and one uh, band I like, Local Natives, did one and. Uh, <clears throat> This guy has an awesome mustache, really dark, black, bushy Ooh. mustache. He's a guitarist. And um, one of the YouTube comments, actually, the Tiny Desk Concert YouTube comments are some of the best on the whole internet. And <laughs> one of my favorites was, I like the part at the end where his mustache turned into a butterfly and flew away. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Like a caterpillar. Yeah, it looks like Well, a now I'm insecure. <laughs> man some of it have y'all ever heard of a guy um coyote peterson Mm -mm. he's a youtuber no i've heard of laser lloyd but no peter jordanson oh i've heard of peter jordanson too (laughs) who's laser lloyd that was the um he was the official musician of the cam he was a folk singer from israel (laughs) that kyle mano liked nice (laughs) that's true yep which I think we had a picture of him up on the cam for a little while. We definitely, we? we definitely had his picture up. Laser Lloyd, um, that's amazing. No, Coyote Peterson is a YouTuber who, like, professionally gets bit and stung mm. by horrible creatures. Mm. It, mm. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing, dude. <laughs> like fear he goes factor. Up, it's like. But he's like all dressed up in outdoor, you know, it's like Steve Irwin looking type stuff. And he's very scientific. And I don't know what his background is, but 
It's the funniest. Well, I mean, if it's science, like that's yeah, that he's doing. He he says a bunch of science words, and so. He, but it's basically the, jackass. I mean, Johnny Knoxville. Sort, sort of, sort of, but but he puts this like we're learning things bin on it. <laughs> he does so his jackass he, in a lab coat. <laughs> he's got like a lasso and. He's got this like outdoor kind of Australian rugged hat look, and uh, he's got these sick boots. They're sick boots. I want them. Um, but he 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 climbs the the insect bite pain scale index. Hmm. So it's like the the sting index. That's a bit like and hot so he, ones with the wings and the like the spiciness index. There's some chemical in food that makes it spicy. And yeah, have that like nuclear bomb scale. Scoville rating, yeah, the spiciness rating. So they so, they have that for stings. It yeah, but it's not official, or it wasn't, but <laughs> now it is. That's the thing. He was doing research. It's the new Richter scale, and so he would like go out and like whoa, like capture. And he's just playing with hornets' nests, like literally. And then he'll catch them, and they'll set up this like little close setting where that you can see the insect really closely and. He gets like bullet ants, which apparently one sting from a bullet ant, it feels like you're dying mm. type stuff. Yeah. Oh. And so then he has all these cameras and EpiPens and, oh, and then, my gosh, <laughs> yes. dude. and so then he'll just, you watch him sting himself and then he comments on the pain of the sting. Oh my gosh. I'm getting the chills, dude. While he's like experiencing it on his arm <laughs> <laughs> and it. But what made me think of it was the comment section. <laughs> I think those are the best. Com- that's the best comment section on the internet. <laughs> it is absolutely hilarious. But it it's also worth a watch, man. I mean, I, I will throw out the 3DN recommendation on that. Hmm. I'll check it out. Yeah. Start small. Start like which, small. In- which insect is a good one to do? Um, the tarantula wasp. <laughs> tarantula wasp. The tarantula wasp, because it's, it's it's such a cool looking insect, man. Hmm. The thing looks like a Terminator bug form. He's just like jacked up and aggressive looking, like, like a T one thousand. Yes. Yeah, but then like he's like that big, you know. Wow. It's it's really cool, and the tarantula wasp one is intensely painful but he gets over it quickly Hmm. and so it that's i think that's a good starting point yeah yeah yeah. well we can put our little fascinating 3dn approved a coyote ugly or whatever coyote peterson coyote peterson Mm -hmm. is it yeah yeah yeah. coyote peterson okay Mm mm-hmm and you were asking about what myths? Yeah. No, I wanted you you mentioned it last time. Um the was it an article or a podcast that you listened to from the Art of Manliness? Podcast. About it was a podcast. About monotasking. Uh-huh. Um and we, we kind of touched on the idea a little bit, but I was I I was just thinking a lot about it after we finished talking and kind of wanted to know more about it. Uh, the difference between monotasking and multitasking. Did you listen to it, Rob? No. Oh, great. So you're asking me to summarize 
a podcast I listened to like three weeks ago instead of just listening to it? It is. Well, well just, the only thought I have on it so far is that pretty much the only time I listen to podcasts is when I'm multitasking. Yeah, right. I feel like there's <laughs> some type of like inauthenticity, you know, that uh, it lacks yeah. authenticity if I would listen to that one. But Well, it's just like us talking mm-hmm. bad about the internet and how distracting it is and we are an internet podcast <laughs> that people are using their phones to listen to. Get off your phones. Except for us. Except for us. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, it's just like a, he, you know, has these psychologists and self-help type of people on all the time. And this guy's expertise, his, his hobby horse is monotasking, which is, I think a, a term he coined, um, in opposition to multitasking. I can't remember when he said multitasking first became a word, but it was basically in knowledge work, you know, after people, when people started working at desks more that you were doing two things at the same time and Mm. being, Oh, look at me. I'm being so productive eating lunch and, you know, typing this report or whatever. Um, But he says like most people that psychological research reveals that you, you know, if you're doing two things at the same time, you're actually not working anywhere close to twice as fast. You're, in fact, you're doing both of the things slower and less well than if you just did one and then the other. Um, so there's the like dispelling the myth of that this is actually you're doing this not because you're inattentive and uh, unable to focus, but because you're like, oh, I'm answering emails and I'm on a Zoom call and I'm. Um, like ordering things on Amazon, but you're not really paying attention to any of them or you're really just paying attention to Amazon. Um, I think most people know that uh, they can't hold a conversation and do email at the same time, but we still do it anyway. But then there's the other one that's just like straight up. uh, I'm watching a movie with a friend or family member, but we're also both on our phones which is like, we've chosen to watch this. We've agreed that the, this is the thing we want to spend our time and our eyes on. And yet anytime I'm slightly bored by this movie, I'm going to be on Wordle or something. Or me, I look at my email. <laughs> it's just so stupid while I'm watching a movie at like nine at night. Like the people are going to be expecting answers to emails at nine at night. So... It was just kind of a good reminder. Um, and his his thing is like, it's just a discipline, basically. Monotasking is something, because we all multitask all the time, not just at work, but even in play, that we need to train our minds to be monotaskers. Um, so he has a list, I think, of like 12 monotasks to practice on, one of which is walking, which I don't know if you've ever just tried to go for a walk without listening to a podcast, without praying the rosary with just like, I'm just going to walk. Um, I still haven't done it. I usually pray the rosary when I go for walks, but I got into going for walks um, recently at night. Well, yesterday was the coldest day of the year, so I didn't do that. Um, thinking is a monotask. Hmm. Like you just sit and think. Hmm. Um, I can't remember all the ones he had, but there were some good ones that you don't, you don't really think of cleaning, I think, like cleaning Clean. your house. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. Listening yeah, to music. Yeah. And when, we, when was the last time you listened to music 
by itself. That is interesting. If like the um, even the cleaning thing, that's one thing that I don't like to do. But when I do it, like I always have to, yeah, either like be listening to a book or a podcast or talking to someone, you know, or something like that. Um, that's interesting. Hmm. I uh, the well, and I don't want to. If there's more that you have that you want to talk on that Mets, but. Just the idea of thinking as a monotask, I think that's really cool. I never heard that before, but uh, and I, I, I've been kind of like mulling over this recently. I don't know how I would do it in my rectory now, but what's the difference between like I don't know? It just seems like you know, old accomplished people used to have studies. Hmm. Like, I don't have an office; I have a study. Yeah. But there's something I don't know. There's something attractive to that to, to me of like, um, I I have done that just with some circumstances, um, yeah, that are kind of like under my realm of responsibility that have like required a lot of mental bandwidth and emotional bandwidth the last like month or or so. You know, I took really like a couple evenings that. Um, and it was it was a big it was a big grace and it just kind of like like took gosh i mean like a couple hours just with like with the lord invited him into it and and just kind of like sat with him but i would say it was more and i would say this is a good thing it was more thinking than praying like on mm-hmm. it and there was something good about it and i was like i need a i need a study i don't need an office here to do more emails right mm. anyway i don't want to be a like I said, it's kind of tangential, but it's just like, wow, thinking as a monotask. I like that. That hits something. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I don't even know exactly what a, what a study is. I know one when I see one, but I don't know how I would be, how I would be able to describe one. It's like a miniature library. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm For some reason, I'm picturing green leather with those little buttons in the chair. You know, like the, the yeah, chairs. the that gold the buttons bu- in the chairs. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You need one of those. Yeah. Dude, that's my chair right now. Really? It's green with gold buttons. That's awesome. You're in your study. Wow. Am I studying right now? You're in your study. I think think the difference between an office and a study is that the study just can't have a computer. There's no computer in it. Uh Uh-huh. No computer in it. Mm -hmm. It needs rich mahogany. Mm -hmm. Leather-bound books. (laughs) Leather-bound books. Yeah. No, it is interesting. A lot of the people that I will read or listen to um, when I'm driving, when I'm multitasking, not monotasking, they'll say things like something I've been thinking a lot about or like something that I've been putting a lot of energy towards in, in thought, um, which means that they're intentionally sitting down and saying like, no, this is a problem that I want to exercise my mind towards. And I need all of my energy to do it. Um, and so they've just been sitting there thinking about stuff. And it's, yeah, it's not something we really give ourselves space to do is to just take time to think. Yeah, to, to me, like, so songwriting is one for me where it's a, a kind of thinking that's really unpredictable, you know, how much of it's going to be productive and how much of it's going to be useless. Um and even still, when it's productive, it's not like particularly useful. You just made up song, you know. 
but uh, it does require you not to be doing anything else if you wanted to. I'll, I'll sometimes I'll jot down ideas if I think of something or I hear a phrase that I think, oh, that could be a cool lyric. I'll write it in a notes app and then I have it for later when I sit down to, to write a little bit. Um, but that's that's kind of a, why I think we shy away from thinking as a monotask. Uh, same thing with like creative writing or any kind of writing. Like I, I read a Friday email um, and it, it's the kind of thing like I'll, I'll do anything until I have to do that because yeah, as Bishop Barron said, writing is like breaking bricks or breaking rocks. There's just something kind of laborious about that kind of thinking where you're trying to create something or synthesize information. And, um, so that's why monotasking is not, it's not a hack. In fact, it's the opposite of a hack. It's like stop hacking and just do <laughs> what normal people have always done when they want to do anything hard, which is just not stop doing other things and do that, you know? Yeah, I guess. And, and this is a, not exactly on the, the same train of thought with the, the focus on thinking as a monotask, but one of the things that, um, yeah, I know it's just it's interesting the way that our brain works and this phrase the the human scale the way that we perceive experience on a human scale. Um, after we talked about it last time, you mentioned chugging a Coke mm-hmm. as your as your monotask so that you could fully enjoy the Coke. And I think I was jamming on some cotton candy and all these different things, but. Um, yeah, and the discussion was around like, well, how how do you actually properly use those things and orient them into creation the way that they're meant to be used, whatever. And I was thinking about like that dinner that you described, Rob, or like Babette's Feast, that mm. that beautiful example of they're there dining. That's like what they're doing. They're not anywhere else. But even in that singular experience of what we would call dining, there's like a million different activities that they're doing, mm-hmm. but we don't say they're multitasking. Mm-hmm. You're like, now I'm, I'm picking up cup and I'm like eating bread. There's like all different individual tasks, depending on how you describe them <laughs> at what level of the human experience you're describing them. I just thought now, I'm picking up bread. I'm t- picking up cup. I'm being church. <laughs> I don't know why I started Sip using tea. <laughs> Somehow I transitioned to like Neanderthal grammar. Yeah. Use a pick cup drink. All you have to do is get rid of the article and you sound more like a caveman. This is true. Or British. Going to university. <laughs> Aluminium. Aluminium. I thought. At hospital, <laughs> he's in going hospital. To, he's in hospital after university. <laughs> it's a, like even the experience of dining. That's all. That's filled with probably more activities than you could describe. You know, depending on what level that you talk about it. And but it's not multitasking. That that's monotasking, being totally there. Mm. And and our brains automatically do that 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 they orient and integrate things that otherwise would be individual tasks 
into one thing depending on whatever that thing is that we're doing and i don't know how to describe that exactly yeah it's like a golf swing like that's one thing but it's a million different mechanics like any right. any any complex human action physical or otherwise you're it's muscle memory it's stuff you're, you're not thinking of you're doing kind of automatically <clears throat> and that's what that's the disorder of multitasking is that we kind of like treat things we bring things together mm-hmm. that don't actually go together so is it Huh. That's it. That is an interesting thought of like, it's not that, because there has to be like a telos to it, but there's something more than that. I mean, I've heard Baron, doesn't Baron use the golf swing to talk about beauty where it has like the three, like the claritas, integritas, and uh, whatever the third one. Yeah, consonantia. Um, of like, this thing is what it should be, even though it's all th- these different, like different parts. Um Anyway, sorry, just thinking out loud there. Yeah, but I I don't know what exactly it is that um, unifies. Yeah, because it's not just it's not just telos because it's like you, you can't. I I mean maybe maybe you could push it, but like use cooking as a verb. But then it's like I don't want to you know be officing you know and just killing emails and mm-hmm. doing this and doing that there's something like life draining about that Mm -hmm. um where like the the meal example is is not um i don't know i've had experiences in offices though that that are life-giving and you know there's a human yeah sure vibrancy to the interactions that are that people are having the meetings are productive or like excited about a goal that we're doing sure um you know you get an email that's like oh cool cool opportunity um, but there's the, the drag stuff and that that's true of even Babette's feast. Somebody's got to do the dishes, you know, it's like not everything is going to be super life-giving all the time. And, and I think that's my, my first thought we, we talked about last week as well, the icon of the Trinity, the table that the, uh, father, son, and Holy spirit are sitting around and we're invited to, um, to be friends with God. There's something, you know, the father loves the son, the son loves the father and the, together their love is this third person who proceeds the Holy Spirit. There's something about being a person. Never mind not, not on the human scale. Obviously, that's to the, the God scale, but we are made in His image, and so that give and take. That's what I think of it with Babette's feast. Is like you are both feeding your face with rich, delicious, choice meats and wines that feeding somebody made face? for you. Did you say, did you say that feeding your face? Feeding your face, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So there's something kind of egotistical about it in a certain sense, but it's really receive. I think I've never seen the movie, but I think it's really actually receiving a gift. You know, you're being fed and you are joyfully receiving it, but then it results in this enthusiasm or exuberance to like then not be caught up in yourself and like, you know, like a bunch of teenagers binge drinking or something like, oh, we're, we're together being selfish. It's this gift that feeds myself that makes myself more self-giving and so i'm paying attention to this person next to me in this conversation this lively whatever so you're brought out of yourself into this so the father loves the son the son loves the father it's not like one is just a sink for all of the gift it's immediately a response so that's where it's like two things are happening at the same time but it's not a multitask um and that's i think anytime you're in in a human communion mode there is something simultaneous about that gift and receive but um 
I think the multitask thing, what, what's kind of inhuman about it is that it's, it's so techne, it's so technological. It's like, how do I, how do I extract more out of my tools or out of my time or out of myself? And really like, it's just not a mm -hmm. very human way to think mm -hmm. about yourself versus these moments of, of human tasking, yeah. if you will, are more just like they're timeless. You're not thinking about the techne, the usefulness, the utility of, of anything. You're just like enjoying. Right. Right. Cause even like, you know, I, I Which think Which is why about... you should put the phone in the, in the box when you're having those conversations, you know, having that kind of encounter. It just makes me think of like take a Sabbath, man. Like how mm -hmm. like how important that is. Yeah, that's it. Was an interesting um, Father Schoenstein. It just yeah took me back to that. This was years ago. Forgotten about it, but uh, I can't remember how he worded it. Um, and this is definitely like paraphrasing him, but he was he he pretty much said that like the greatest sin in today's world is not taking a Sabbath. Wow. And that was a big sin in the Old Testament. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause it's, yeah. It, and it's more than not just like it, it's, it is not giving <clears throat> God his due, what, what we owe to him. Um, like that, that just ordering of our life, but it's also, I don't know. Like I see this as a holy hour for my holy hour. Sometimes like, I really don't want to do this. And I didn't get anything out of that, but that was an hour that like, in a sense, I just gave to God to do whatever. And it's necessary for me to actually sit down and do that action, which is the embodiment of, I want God to be a central part of my life. And so I'm, I'm at least going to give him an hour every day, um, where I just spend time with him. Even if I don't have like some massive revelation or don't don't hear his foot or whatever like don't don't have a powerful encounter like that's a little way that you order your life around god and that's that's kind of the sabbath as well it's like at, at least take that that day to reorient your life around him um huh. yeah it, it seems like you know like the the mass is the the example of how we take all of these individual particular um, like lower level elements, but then they're all integrated by Jesus and they actually enter into the divine. And, and so if you properly order all of those things together, it's, it's one thing we say that we're praying the mass, even though we're doing like a hundred different activities at the same time. You know, there, there's so many things that go on during mass and yet there's a way that it can feel like one thing, mm -hmm. which is cool because like when you're doing the human thing, when you're being church <laughs> and, and like, yeah, I don't know what's the best way to say it, but there's a timelessness to it. I, I agree. The mass is the thing on earth that is the most, if like, that's where you you can actually keep your eyes on it, on the prize. And just like, that's my home base. That's where everything's going. Um, because I will run around and feel like I'm doing a ton of stuff and not accomplishing anything, you know, cause I'm a human being. I'm not a digger ant or a bullet ant or something or tarantula wasp. I'm, 
I need an ultimate purpose of why I'm getting out of bed in the morning. And to me, the only thing that makes any sense finally is the mass. And that orients your, you know, habits of mind, heart, body, you know, it's over time, over a lifetime, you get accustomed to that. Like this is, um, this is the gift and the receiving perfect, perfected, you know, can't mm -hmm. do any better than this. Mm -hmm. I'll say two things before you have to go, Mike. Um, yeah. A book that somebody recommended at our book club, we didn't end up choosing for next time, but I think I might try to read. It's called The Art of the Wasted Day. I think that's the, the title of it or something to that effect. But um, me and Tom Byrne really want to read that because that, that is something like, how do you how do you use a day off well? How do you use an afternoon off well? Um, and this is part of what we're talking about with the Sabbath. Uh, so I can't endorse the book, but I'm going to check it out. And the other thing is that I've gotten really now into... Um, the steam room after a workout. I think it's because I'm now past 35. So I'm almost <laughs> middle-aged. but that's <laughs> like, you can't take your phone in the steam room. So you're just sitting there thinking or praying. Mm. And, uh, it's really, it's really very good, especially in the winter time to just, yeah. like, I'm going to lift. I'm, I'm saving my knees. So I don't play with basketball, uh, cause I'm saving them for hockey. And that's a really middle-aged thing to, to say, but, uh, yeah. So I ride the bike after I lift and then I'm just all sweating. I'm like, I need to have like reward for this. I go in the <laughs> steam room. That's awesome. Have you can't elders... even see other people because it's so steamy. Mm. Oh, I was going to say, have the elders of the steam room, have they welcomed you in? No, because it's a college rec center. So hardly anybody uses it. It's not like the Y where there's a bunch of old dudes. Yeah, I guess that's more like a sauna, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, dudes, I got to get going. Yeah, this has been great. Really love the super early one. <laughs> Go. All right, Captain Metz. What's your what's your actual lieutenant colonel or something? No, 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 no. I'm serious. You got it in the call. Follow Three Dogs North on Instagram. Three Dogs North are Juice, Seabisk, and Michael Metz. Conversations have been edited to sound smarter. Audio and transcripts of this episode are exclusive property of Mundelein Seminary and may not be rebroadcast without the express written consent of Major League Baseball. Good girl.